Welcome to the news. I am Chloe Bell, and today I'll be telling some Taylor Swift news today. But but now that the old Taylor Swift is dead, the new one might send you the mail today. Taylor Swift always delivers when it comes to her albums, but this might be taking it too far. It's being it's it's being um she's being pressed on the size of U UPS trucks. Why? Um um no. Uh, it's because Swift has struck a bizarre new partnership with the delivery company to push her new album Reputation to the top. The deal comes with comes complete with a creepy promotional video with Swiss smiles. Very creepy. Uh, look what he made her do. Fans can also win prizes, including a chance to have a flyaway package to an upcoming Taylor Swift show by pre-ordering the album so she can get more fans. According to a UPS press release, and there are these trucks which are rolling out starting Saturday in Nashville, Atlanta, and my city, New York City. Yeah. UPS wants everyone to take photos from the trucks from a safe distance. Tag them UPS and share the hashtag Taylor Swift Delivery. All in order to get an improved opportunity to buy Taylor Swift concert tickets. Well, I'm out of the woods now. An improved opportunity to buy tickets seems like a pretty crummy in, in incentive to fill your social media accounts with a bunch of pics of delivery vehicles. You'll probably get likes because of Swift. So... Who gives a truck? We, we asked Swift about the UPS deal, but she announced on a new signal that she cannot come to her phone because the old her is dead. All we can hope for now is that this partnership also carries over into the rest of the new album. If Reputation doesn't include singles called Back to the Sender or We Are Never Ever Ever Getting Packed Together, we'll be very, very disappointed. It, okay, so, this, so, um, Taylor Swift has literally had, um, Taylor, so look outside, look outside when the mail comes because you'll see, well, you'll literally see Taylor Swift everywhere on the news and stuff so so i am gonna i am gonna post i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the next article from terrace very soon bye hello i'm chloe and welcome back i just posted something two minutes ago but um i'm really quick so i'm not a busy day but is but is Taylor Swift the mother of a lizard, a Satan nation, a a neo Nazi Pizzagate trooper, or a clone? Um, these are, I'm not saying she is, but I'm just telling you the the conspiracy theories surrounding her new album. It, it says um, Swift recently announced the release of her new album with a series of tweets, like more than one Donald Trump posters in a day. Um, nope, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just that. No, no, no political comments, please don't ban me. Those, and those, and those video tweets show a quilled snake slithering around the screen. So, con conspiracy nuts say the snake represents her secret Illuminati reptilian baby. I, um, I, I don't know why they say that. I, um, I don't actually know why they say that. Maybe she's doing it for fun or something. Another sees a demon's facing skills 
Swift's so-called satanic master. Um, I'm not in this at all. Others claim that her lyrics show that she is a neo-Nazi sympathizer. What? People, get real here. They also say she believes in the discreet Pizzagate child trafficking theory. What? 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 Another person claims she's a duplicate for the recently murdered real Swift. Probably because she, they think she changed or something. Taylor Swift's new album has already been a subject of much online fretting. After its release date was set for November 10th, the anniversary of the death of Kanye West's mom. But even that bizarre claim of hypervivid psychopathy comes up short next to the accusation being made by online conspiracy theorists. The Google claims that Swift's eerie marketing alternately proves that she is a space-faring snake mother, a clone of herself, and an insider in Pizzagate. A conspiracy is so preposterous that even Alex Jones said it was wrong. Wired reported. Snake's alive. Is is Tails of a snake person? Did she give birth to a reptile baby? She is she a new Nazi fighting Democrat run child trafficker? Is she dead? Online conspiracy theorists say yes, but I don't believe any of those stuff. That and that and bad reputation. Swift, who has promoted her new album Reputation, has been moved to a string of bizarre conspiracy theories in chat groups. What? In a read-up to announcement of her album, Swift, who is 27, posted a string of cryptid videos and images. Weird, right? They include a series of tweet videos and segments of a snake, conclude snake's head. The music video for the music video for um for Swift's first single, "Look What You Make Me Do," also features snake in imagery in the in the lyric video. I first saw this on the lyric video, and yeah, it's all. That apparently is all it takes to kickstart a string of only of only crazy, very very crazy conspiracy theories. Things for the memories. One things for the memories. Paramore fan club who frequents Reddit's conspiracy chat boards offer up this insight. For weeks I've been saying Taylor Swift gave birth to a baby. She tweets this. Is it, is, this is no coincidence. We have, haven't seen an actual picture of her for months now due to your pregnancy. Reptiles are going mainstream. The end is near. One day, one question they added, can Kardashians wear my lizard and the snakes and lizard has been going for years. They said Trump is a snake and the Clintons are lizards. They are friends until recently. <sighs> so many conspiracy theories around here about lizards. I can't take it anymore. I don't believe this stuff. It says a secret, um, it's a, a secret society of litters controlling human civilization has been a feature of fiction and theory since non-fiction writer Maurice Doriel described the race of serpent people in the 1940s pamphlet and was popularized by David Icke in the 1980s. Kim Kardashian being a lizard creature is a new one, however. It's unclear what the continued Kanye Swift clashes would mean for reptilian civilization. That's a new one. But Swift can also be reclaimed as the snakes and will use against her Twitter, of course. But Mother was Sate, a space serpent. Hi, I'm Chloe, and, and welcome to another um, thing. Um, well, 
Taylor, well, I, I like, I, I love Taylor Swift's music, but, and, and, and even, and, and even though some people hear it because of the conspiracy theories spreading around, and, and because of, and, because a vampire didn't bite her because she had bad blood, um, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, do not, um, some of them are not true, but what they are true, but we just think they're not true. Well, t- well, I guess Taylor Swift, look what you made me do, just broke two streamer r- records already. The actual music video hasn't been released yet, and, and already her lyric video has broken a YouTube record. Just how? Taylor dropped her single on Thursday night, al- along with an Alfred Hitch- Hitchcock-style animated lyric video to be worn 19 million times on his first day. They made the most viewed lyric video on YouTube in a single day. The title has previously been held by Lyric Video for something just like this from Coldplay and Chainsmokers, which racked up to 9 million views in a single day. On Spotify, listeners stream Look What You Made Me Do more than 8 million times, setting a global record for most first day streams on the platform, the Associated Press reported. On top of all that goodness, Lots of people actually paid cold hard cash to have the song in their digital libraries. On Friday, the song was downloaded about 2,000 times. It took, it took, I mean, 200,000 times. It took Ed Sheeran's, it took Ed Sheeran's Shape of You an entire week to get that made downloaded. Billboard reported that forecasters predict Taylor's single will rack up a half million downloads in its first week out, making his biggest single debut since Adele's Hello in 2015. Swift's single comes off her forthcoming album, Reputation, which will drop November 10th. If you want to go the oldest of schools route to listen to it, UPS has got to. The, the company Swift's official delivery pa- partner and singer Space is, a bunch of dr- is on a bunch of trucks in Nashville in the in New York. As far as the actual music video of for Look What You Made Me Do, the full thing was will be released Sunday night during MTV's VMA Awards. Yep. Okay, so so I'm gonna play some music now and then and then I'll then I'll and then I'll say some gaming news. So bye. See you later. Um hello, I, I'm Chloe. And welcome to Gaming News, and today we will be talking about Overwatch and why Mercy's Resurrect had to be killed. Well, it was, it was actually bad for Overwatch, and killing it might, might save the game a little bit. Well, by now you've heard about the massive overall that's on deck for Mercy. Her new soul target, E-Skill, Resurrect, the new ultimate ability, Mercy looks like a completely different character on paper. But some, um, while some have welcomed the changes over... With open arms, others have others have left at been absent. Why? The problems that Mercy suffered from made her an issue in a competitive queue all the way up to the ladder. From the way skill rating works to the fact that she promotes sloppy or passive play, Mercy was much more of a hindrance than many would like to believe. There are a few ways that Mercy is problematic, and some ways that our perspective changes address these issues. Hopefully, you'll see a pattern. Number one, one tricking. 
A lot of players want trick and competitive queue, meaning for better or worse, they are only get a single hero and often refuse refuse to play anyone else. People do it for a variety of reasons, ranging from comfort to leveling strategies. There's not a whole lot wrong with this approach if you can ignore the incessant pleas of your teammates to switch when it's needed. The one trick chicken with mercy often leads to inflated skill rating gains, which then exacerbates the issue of poor game sense of at all levels of play. You might be thinking, what's wrong with Sarah Mercy? Every team he's healing, right? What better choices there than the pro-typical here in Overwatch? All are actually very valid points, but the problem comes down to your ultimate ability. Like LG Jake said, blog, sent a blog post early, um, one time, purposely waiting to use Resurrect when four or more teammates are down to the cycle of failure in many instances. A lot of Mercy players will see X5 next, next to school and just pull the trigger. However, most of the time they will look at a situation or enemy old economy when they do it. I play, I play a lot of Reinhardt, for example. Not only... Not only that, I only, I not only did I resurrect accomplish nothing, uh, but it actually puts the other team in a deeper hole. Unfortunately, the game doesn't see any of that. It works the mercy player for mass rest, so you end up winning the map to get a handsome SR bonus. Wow. Wow. For the mercy one trick, you could ask for anything better. You're playing the same character, so the game has a better dodge of your skill level, and you're nailing multiple reses every time you ult. This is recipe for success, regardless of how well you're really playing. Number one, a, I mean number two, a complete lack of utility. Prop Mercy's attractiveness as a healer, she doesn't actually have a whole lot more to offer her team. Zignata has Orb of Discord, Anna has Sleep Dart and Biotic Grenade, Lucille's Healing Beacon, and can boop, and all of them can do damage while they're healing. Just her five abilities surpasses Mercy in every way, and they have a handful of de debilitating effects that Mercy doesn't have. Like, you shouldn't be seeing Mercy if there's no fair on the field. At least then she could get out and out of range on some heroes. Don't get me wrong, it's possible that with the inferior aim at lower levels, you 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 might be okay just zipping around between ground grounded teammates. You might be able to pocket on the ground without much worry. Even in this case, you don't have to ask yourself what purpose you're serving in any engagement. Is it just healing or occasionally boosting DPS? Because that Zenyatta has a fire and forget heal on Winston, orb of discord on enemy mercy, and he's nailing headshots and raking in some kills. At the end of the day, you're there for resurrection. Number one, Mercy Perno's sloppy gameplay. We got to a point where a sizable part of, of the Overwatch community believes that Mercy's support meta in a situation cannot enter a game anymore without someone demand that Mercy be chosen over the others. Some might say it's because she's the best healer, but this is Totally not true. It's because of resurrection. Just nothing else. Just resurrection. And well, I'll do a part two right now. So bye guys. Hey guys, it's Chloe again for part two of why Mercy's resurrect has to be killed for Overwatch. Um, we're up to number three right now, so let's start.
Um, some might say that mercy is the best healer, but it's so not true. It's because of resurrection. Just resurrection, nothing else. In this regard, it's unfair to pin lazy, sloppy pin and mercy finds and waste for that X5. People don't like being around without that crutch. Plain and simple. It would be now it would now be appropriate to discuss what happens with Mercy and Overwatch as sports esports. For um, for starters, where this is when there is fair, there is mercy. That's the only time you'll see her. Um, next, next you'll very seldom see a huge res unless it's completely safe to do so. This usually occurs when the enemy response stagger gives you the opportunity to do so. Other than that, Single and double reses are nailed again, and they happen as soon as someone drops, taking it right back in the fight. Even if that resurrection does very little impact on the game, get the following chart provided by Wednesday's lab, an, an Overwatch data analyst site on WhatsApp. This measures all efficiency by showing the percentage of flights won while ults were used, minus the percentage of fights won where ults were used by heroes with two total hours played in esports matches since June 20th. Diva is omitted because she technically has two ultimates. As you can see, at the highest levels of play, resurrection has almost no impact on the engagement. If it's not good at the professional level, what does that say about an organized play where it beats the enemy half the time? Of course, pro plays are effective the entire competitive ladder. That same disorganization and lower level of playing means, means teams often lack the coordination to bait out their, out their res before falling out with ults of their own. In other words, sometimes a big res was indeed effective. Even so, Mercy was in a bad spot. Take it from Reinforce. She was not fun to play. She made people lazy, and there are serious problems with her SR games. If you're a fan of Resurrection, her changes actually make it a whole lot better. Now your Mercy will actually have to keep fighting and make micro decisions in every battle, like everyone else. All while prolonging the engagement with invisible individual reses. Not only that, but her ultimate brings more tools to the table. Put her close to the caliber of support character she should be. In theory, this should prove the quality of player behind the Swiss medic. While these PTR changes may be shocking, think of how much more value you will be getting per spawn. Think of all the times having one tank die caused a hole to snowball. Give us some time and let it sink in. These changes are the step in the right direction. Okay, well, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm talking so calm right now, but. This is, well, this is gaming news. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you, Matrix deleted a new Overwatch animated short, and I and I will get you back with some some regular news soon. Not Taylor Swift and gaming news, but regular news soon. Bye. Um, hi. Um, this is Chloe, and today we are gonna talk about what's happening on Saturday Night Live. Alec Baldwin brings back his Trump impersonation for um, SNL's Weekend Update. You're right, it's too early for Saturday Night Live to be back on TV, but SNL says spin-off to keep it entertained while the, while, until the regular season arrives. That's the Weekend Update, which covers your daily news in SNL fashion. And that means Alec Baldwin's Trump impersonation 
may, maybe me here and there. After last week's episode, while Tina fan her cake stole the show, we can update. Baldwin's Trump is already getting a lot more views on YouTube than any other segment. Baldwin got last got his SNL Trump character three months ago for SNL's season finale. Wasn't clear at the time where he well he reprised his role in the coming season. On the other hand, given the huge amount of contact Baldwin and SNL can work with, probably surprised him we can update. Baldwin's Trump attire and voice is one of the recent developments in the US featuring Trump. His whole open focuses on Trump rally in Phoenix from earlier this week. He can print out pictures of President Mark from the movie at the rally. And not only, Baldwin mocked Trump's seat at the rally. The recent Charlottesville tragedy, racism, hiccups, and the wall. SNL also brought back his Steve Bannon's impersonation to address Bannon's recent dismissal. As always, Baldwin offers a hilarious performance as Trump. Is like we'll see him again real soon. Let me show. Let me show you a segment of the clip. We'll take you live to the Phoenix Convention Center, where President Donald Trump is just about to take the stage. Clips, folks, huh? <laughs> now, a lot of people don't know this, but you can damage your eyes while looking at an eclipse. No one predicted this. They couldn't have. I figured it out all by myself. Let me take these glasses off and see what you people look like. Okay. Wow, everyone's so white, so white here. It's fantastic. And look, they found the one black guy at the rally, and they sat him right behind me. Now, because of the eclipse, I can't tell. Are you really black? Well, that's what the ad said you was looking for. People ask me, why are you doing a rally only eight months in? Folks, it's never too early to campaign for 2020. Mike Pence is already doing it. Um, I'm going to give you the hits, electoral map, drain the swamp, lock her up, all of them. Okay, that is what did that is one clip of Saturday Night Live. If you want to see, go to the website or the app or on YouTube. So, so bye guys. Um, I'm also, I'm going to give a shout out to this um, story of us. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a station about Taylor Swift. So you can check, so check it out. Bye.